1: or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Hello!
2: Hi everybody, I'm Gammy and this is Positively Gam. As you all know, I love working out and something I've always been fascinated by is bodybuilding. It really takes a different level of commitment to do bodybuilding and compete in shows. So today I have two guests who are going to take us into this world. First, we have Ivy Sims. We have a friend in common and that is Kizzy Martin. Kizzy introduced me to Ivy, and so we stepped together and we also roller skate together, both of which I was really new at. Ivy recently competed in her first MPC bikini show and placed in all four classes. We're also joined by one of her coaches, Rashad McDade. He is the founder and owner of The Hidden Gym and brings nearly two decades of experience in nutrition, and fitness planning, including having directed numerous fitness and conditioning programs for collegiate level division one and division two athletics. Welcome Ivy and Rashad to Positively Gam. So today I want to talk about working out and getting in shape. But really, I just want to focus on Ivy and this amazing win in bodybuilding. I mean, it was crazy. So to start off, Ivy, what led you to getting involved with bodybuilding? I I never saw it. I never saw it coming. <laughs> so first, let me
0: say, so happy to see your face and hear that V-more accent. <laughs> <laughs> And thanks for having me on. So, um, absolutely. Okay. So, in a nutshell, I've been working out and you just never know like who you inspire, who's watching you, right? And like how social media really truly is an influence. So, a couple of years ago, Selena Johnson posted that she had dropped 60 pounds um, and did a figure competition. And that was like a thought. For me where it ended up in the back of my head like maybe I could but it wouldn't be something that I would probably commit to but it was just a thought. Uh, So Selena Johnson is Mm -hmm.
2: that is that the singer Selena Johnson? Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yep. she posted on her Instagram and then I'm guesstimating maybe about nine months later Rashawn Ali I believe Selena posted a picture of Rashawn Ali in her first competition. And I started paying attention. Like she and I are about s- the same age. We're about the same body type. And for me, it was like now I'm seeing somebody that looks like me doing it. Right. And so that started to plant the seed. And then I just kind of followed her journey on social media. And okay. I saw that she has some um, medals. And <laughs> I, I screenshotted her when... And I was like, if I ever do this, I was like, she's got a winning team and that's the team that I want. So I held on to it for about a year.
2: Okay. Yeah. So you've been thinking about it for a year before you decided to to do it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And Rashad, how did you get into coaching?
1: Well, uh, I started, oh, thanks for having me. First of all, mm-hmm. uh, I started about uh, 20 years ago, uh, used to run track And uh, I got into uh, track and field, uh, coaching over at Clark Atlanta University, some other universities. And I got into personal training. And ever since then, uh, I got into the bodybuilding world about, I want to say about seven, eight years ago. And I started my journey, uh, wanted to try to find a a different challenge. Instead of running track, I wanted to always still compete. And bodybuilding was one of the uh, forms of competition I want to look into. So, started doing competing myself. And then okay. after I did a couple shows and learned the business and learned how to train athletes, that's when I started uh, coaching. So, um, everybody's different. And one thing I've learned in my process is uh, everybody's body type is different. Everybody's personality is different. So, I had to adapt in the last few years in regards to how to train athletes.
2: So, so let me let me ask this, too, because... Like just just training in the gym because I, I mean I train with a trainer, mm-hmm. you know, and I've done that for years, like over ten or twenty years. I've I've trained with a tra- trainer, different trainers, but mm-hmm. bodybuilding and that kind of training is really really different. It is really um, like so. Describe what that what that is like.
1: Well, it's it's it depends. Everybody's different, right? So a lot of times. I will consider you a lifestyle client, right? So right. a lot of times you have a different, everybody has different lifestyles. So you have to kind of transition people from the lifestyle world to the yeah. bodybuilding world. Yeah. So everybody's trans is going to be different, whether it's your socialite, whether you're a mother of four, mother of two, mm-hmm. or you have a full-time job. So uh, in that process, you have to make sure that each athlete has their own walk, if that makes sense. So let's like say... Francis Ivy, for instance. So when we first met, uh, it was one of the things that we had a conversation. And our conversation is going to be like, okay, you work, sometimes you travel, and you have to take all that consideration. Yeah. And without that consideration, you have to move accordingly and set the programs accordingly, depending on everybody's uh, individual lifestyle. And once you make that transition, it's a different commitment. It's a whole different yeah. uh It becomes a, a lonely sport sometimes. And you have to make some sacrifices, you have to be very disciplined in that process. And that process can take anywhere between 9, 12, 16, sometimes 24 weeks to get to the final goal.
2: So mm-hmm. let me ask you, Ivy, because first of all, I want to know how you found Rashad. Mm-hmm. Then I wanna know, I, I'm I'm really queuing in on what Rashad is talking about, that it's a lonely journey. Because even mm-hmm. for me, when I first I my my journey into just fitness was very connected to my um, my journey into recovery, mm-hmm. and so I used fitness to help me as I was trying to get clean. Right, mm-hmm. and nobody, n- none of my other girlfriends were working out. No, mm-hmm. That was a decision that I made. A decision I had always been kind of interested in in a, a nice tone, fit body. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't have anybody to to go on that journey with me. But once again, that bodybuilding commitment is woo. That that is like when it comes to eating and just mm-hmm. the the level of commitment it takes. to eat, Like you were in that by yourself. I, mm-hmm. It's no question about that.
0: Yeah. So first, let me say I'm going to go a lot of precursors. You've been on my vision board <laughs> for your abs. So just see. So you know. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And um, and so the first question that you asked was, How I found Rashad. Yeah. So when Rashad Ali posted, uh, so she was former host of Sister Circle, I believe, with Selena Johnson. And so oh, okay. when she posted hers, she gave a shout out to Rashad and also to her opposing coach, Ashley. And when I screenshot that, I had talked to some other coaches, but really I say, and I tell Rashad this, this was all in divine order because, and I get emotional because this was not something that I was going searching for. This was something that it was like a thought, a seed planted, you know, I acted on that seed and I talked to a couple of other coaches, but really truly in my mind, I I felt like Rashad was my coach. I felt like Ashley was my coach. And um, though I talked to a couple of other people, like Rashad and I, I think we played phone tag for like a week and I was in North Carolina mm-hmm. and I had decided like, I'm gonna go ahead and do this because I had learned how to count my macros. I had a body fat percentage goal for myself to get down to 17%. And I got Okay, down- back up,
2: back up. <laughs> what is that? You learn how to count macros. What What is that? It's in a in a easy
0: way to describe it. Think about counting calories, but instead of counting calories, you're counting your fats, your carbs, and your proteins. So you're you're just counting your calories, but you're counting them in a series of proteins, carbs, and fats. So your body can take in only what it needs to be able to like. Lose Uh, weight, maintain
2: weight. I'm exhausted. (laughs) I'm exhausted just thinking about that. Like, I
1: can't even count calories.
2: Seriously, I don't know how to count calories. It just...
1: uh, That's the reason why you hire a coach. We uh do it for you. And all you got to do is just follow the plan.
2: Yeah.
1: Yes, yes, yes. We We do the homework for you. And we set up your meal plans. We set up your workout plans. And then, you know, all you got to do is follow the program. And a lot of times we always say trust the process. Yeah. Trust but you—
2: But you're saying, yeah. Ivy, that you learned how to do that. How did you learn how to count macros? You know, I had done a lot of research. And I, um,
0: I think I bought a program, like, off Instagram to do a workout. Okay. And she had a whole, like, the person that I bought it from had a whole section on macros. And I just, like, did research to figure it out. And once I got it figured out, I was like losing my body fat percentage. But then I hit 17.3 and I kind of felt like I climaxed and or plateaued, I should say. Plateau. And and so at that point, I started thinking, like, if I'm not sure if I can get me there, why don't I have somebody else help me get there? Because I'm not getting younger. I'm getting older. I might as well, like, just take the next step and just see if I, you know, see if I can do it. And I remember he and I first talked and I said, I have a body fat percentage goal of 17. And he was like, "Forget that 17. He was like, we're
2: going to be way beyond 17, you know.
1: <laughs> so you wanted
2: it lower than 17, Rashad.
1: Yes. Yes. Especially if you want to compete on the MPC level. She has to get lower than 17.
2: Okay. Now, what does MPC stand for?
1: a national uh, physique competition. Okay. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, that's the, it's a governing body for amateurs to get it's an amateur level mm-hmm. where you can go and get your pro card. Got it. Uh, usually later on once you get go through a couple of shows. Yeah.
2: Okay. okay. Now, the other thing that that really shocked me is that you guys were doing all of this virtually.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes.
2: So, I understand how you could do the the plan. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the nutrition plan virtually, mm-hmm. but how are you working out virtually?
1: So I can answer And training that so, her virtually. So we use an app, and within that app, um you can program all the workouts. You can put the meal plan in there, uh you can set a calendar for all the workouts, uh whether it's cardio, uh your weight room workouts, and we do a virtual on Saturdays and Sundays, we'll mm-hmm. do a workout at her gym, a uh, local gym. And so she pretty much have her tripod up and I walk her through the gym of which machines to get on, which wow. sets and and all that good stuff. So uh there have been moments where, you know, I wish I was physically there. Yeah. to push her through those force reps. Yeah. A lot of times, when it, you know how it is, when it's time to burn and starting to hurt, uh, you want to stop. So sometimes I get frustrated. I wish I was physically there to kind of push the weight <laughs> yeah. for her. But uh, we had a couple of moments. So I was like, you got to work through it. You got to yeah. work through it. But um, she did everything. She did everything she's supposed to do from the time we started to the time we completed, so.
2: And they said this is what I'm talking about when I'm talking about commitment because I know mm-hmm. what it's like to be in the gym and not feel like doing it. And especially that food part, man. The food mm-hmm. part, the, the nutrition plan is just insane. You can't eat nothing. Nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> nothing no, but you can't. chicken.
1: No, you <laughs> can You, you <laughs> want to be consistent, right? Because a lot of times that's why you pretty much eat some of the... Eat the same thing over and over again, because once you introduce something new to your body, you don't know what it's going to do. Right. So let's say if you decided to if you're doing cream of rice and you want to do oatmeal because it tastes better. You might bloat by right. eating oatmeal. You right. don't know that it could be healthy, but your body might digest it differently than I would with oatmeal. Does that make sense? Yes. So that's where you want to be consistent and make slight changes as you go along.
0: Just something to add. So, Adrian, like the last time that I saw you, I was, I believe, two and a half, three weeks into training because I started Mm -hmm. training November 1st. I think we saw each other like that November 16th weekend. And I had all my meals prepped in the room (laughs) that weekend (laughs) because I remember asking him, he said, Don't go crazy. But when you talk about it is a lonely sport, um, it is something that Like in the gym, I can talk to you for a hot second, but I got to keep moving because, and this is, you know, I'm sure because I was new to it and like trying to figure out all of the work involved, but it would be times that I would be in the gym three and a half hours a night, you know, so I don't have time to have conversations at the gym because everybody else can leave when they want to. I can't leave, you know, and and let me tell you, I would ask him for days off, but I was pretty much in the gym seven days a week for six Mm-hmm.
2: And, you know, I, I think when I saw you, Ivy, I don't, I, I don't think that I knew you were preparing for a, a contest. I thought you were just on a fitness journey. I think
0: I mentioned it at the tail end because I remember saying, pray for me. Because I, <laughs> <Okay. laughs> I, <was> <laughs> I didn't know, you know, you just don't know. I mean, in my head, I was committed. Like, I never want to ask somebody for help right. and not follow through. So it was a long time that I didn't say anything to anybody because I wanted to make sure that, like, I was committed to myself, you know. And I just, it's just where you feel like a submarine, like, deep dive in, into a zone. And you just kind of become a, um, you know, get up to make the donuts kind of thing. You just got to yeah. go to the gym. It's not anything you can really think about. You just got to do it.
2: Right. And and I also, I also understand in, in the fact that people will try to talk you out of it mm-hmm. or try to act like, Why are you doing that? You doing what? Mm-hmm. For what? Mm-hmm. Why are you doing that? Girl, please. All of that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And your journey is your journey. Mm-hmm. You know, and you you know, this was some, a decision that you made for you. Yeah. You know, so I, I I I give you I give you props for actually keeping that close to your chest and not allowing any of that negative energy to seep in to, you know, get you off track. Yeah, thank you. So I I think that's important. That's important. So you all didn't actually even meet in person until competition day. Like, that's crazy to me. I mean, that's so insane. And I guess a lot of that was because of the pandemic too, right?
0: Well, no, not necessarily because Okay. I mean, we were going to train online completely anyway. And even when we got to showtime, Rashad said, you know, I don't want to come to the back. I want you to figure out like backstage. I want you to figure out like when it's your time, you know, and you are paying attention to that. So the we we didn't meet until I think the show started at 10: we didn't meet until mm. about 1.30 p.m. And we did our, you would, you would go through a pump just to get the blood flowing through your muscles before you go on stage. And we did that over Instagram video. Um, and I think it's just because he wanted me to take ownership of what I was doing, you know. So we didn't meet until, you know, after first rounds.
2: <laughs> but I mean, this, I, listen, I'm still kind of flabbergasted because you're going to a show you've never even been to a show to... Watch a show, you know, to Mm -hmm. witness a show before. Now you're competing, and you're there on on your. It just seems like an awful lot. Can you walk us through that that day? Mm -hmm. I got
0: up, I think probably around four a.m. something like that, so I could eat my first meal, and then we had to go. So I got tan the night before, and then you go get a touch up tan in the morning. So I think about six o'clock, I went down, got a touch up tan came back up. The makeup artist met me in my room to do my makeup. I think maybe I might've eaten another meal, headed over to the Mm -hmm. show. I also point out like, you don't get no water that day. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Like, I think I got less than eight ounces of water on that day in the morning. And because
2: it just blows you. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yep.
0: Because I found out, and Rashad, correct me if I'm wrong, but you have water that feeds your organs, and then you have mm-hmm. water that lives right up under your skin. So you want to dehydrate mm-hmm. that water so it's not bloating you where it's, you know, right up you under be your skin. As dry as
1: possible.
2: Yeah. yeah. You so you don't want to look puffy anywhere. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Okay.
0: So we were at the end of all of the divisions, men and women. So it was a long wait. Uh, so it's obviously like nerves going on. You know, um, trying to make sure that everything stays intact while you're waiting. I mean, for the most part, I think I was in my suit and just waiting. Um, Sometimes you can go back and, you know, check out who's on stage. But it Mm -hmm. is a lot of waiting to start. And then I was first one out on my class. So I can look at all of the other women, including myself, and we all so thin. Our little legs shaking. We looking like like, (laughs) chickens out on the stage. But, um, you know, it's crazy because my personality would be, I would want to be on stage, but I'm like, I'm a little too introvert for that.
1: Yeah. And and
0: when I walked out on stage, because I was the first one out, um, and I could hear my posing coach in my head, you know, while we were practicing because Rashad, told me, like, I know you want to have things together. So he suggested that I started posing early. So I started mm-hmm. posing practice three months prior, and which was like a godsend because it put me in such a great position. Um, and so while I was out there, and I hit my front pose and made my transition to my back pose, and I could hear my posing coach in my head saying, make sure you do this, make sure you do that. And I hit my back pose. And Amy let me tell you that. My confidence shot like 10 times through the roof. And I was like, oh, my God, I love this. I would have never known that, I, you know, that that would have been something that would have fed me like that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I feel you because I feel like the my back. I mean, everybody talks about my abs. <laughs> I, my abs are fat and flabby now. But I always felt like my back was my, the best part of my body. I, mm-hmm. I I always felt like, what place did you get? Because you, you competed in four, four different categories, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so run it, run it down, run it down. Okay. I got this PR on for me.
0: Yep. <laughs> <laughs> My first place win was uh, Masters, 35 years and up. My second first place win was Masters, 45 years and up. My third place win was True Novice. So that's all of us competing for the very first time. And then my uh, fourth place win was Open. So and Rashad will correct me if I'm wrong, but Open is if you win first place in all your categories and you or all your classes and you win Open, then you have the opportunity to compete in nationals to try to Go Pro. Is that correct?
1: That's if it's a national qualifying show. Mm-hmm. So you have certain shows as national qualifying shows. So so she's class A. If she wins class A and then there's go if it's class A through D, they take all the class winners. Once all the class winners win, they go on stage. They do a pose down. Once they do the pose down, whoever wins overall, if it's a national qualifier, you can qualify for nationals, whether it's in Miami or Vegas or wherever it's at that particular year.
2: Awesome. Awesome. And I think the audience needs to realize just what an introvert you really are. Ivy is a very quiet, (laughs) sweet uh, person, you know what I mean? So this, it it just really seems so much out of of character for you. I'm just so proud and, and happy for you because... You know, it's it just goes to show you that just a regular person. You know, mm-hmm. you just a a regular sweet sweetheart, and this is a decision that you made for you in your life, and you and you did it. Yeah, you accomplished it. So, last question: Is this something that you think that you want to do again? Are you going to compete again? <laughs> so,
0: if you want to ask me this. Uh, let's say a month ago, I would have been like, let me get through the first show. I don't know. It was just a bucket list item. And after, you know, my wins, uh, (laughs) uh, we're going to do another show. We're targeting July. And if I can hang on a little bit more, then we'll potentially target a show in November.
2: Oh, man, that's exciting. Wow. I'm surprised because I know people that that have competed and just, you know, they competed, they won and they're good. And they Mm -hmm. have, you know, because (laughs) it is so rigorous. So to Mm -hmm. hear you say that you're going to continue on this journey. Wow. Kudos to you. That's Thank all I can you. say is kudos to you. You got that. But I might have to talk to you, Rashad, about getting me a nutrition plan together. I
1: got you. Just let me know when.
2: It
0: was a one, a challenge that I met, you know, for myself. So, you know, I'm. I just say I'm so proud of me, you know, that I was able to start and finish and I am proud of Rashad Ford, because I used to say, when I'm going to get some legs, like when I'm going to get some legs, I don't (laughs) have no muscles in my legs. And and I remember when I started posing and I started posing practice and I was videoing and as I made just a slight move, like the muscles popped out of my legs and I was like, and you were like, wow, it was such a good experience for me. Um, even all of the grueling things that happened in that six, you know, this time in the gym and the eating and all that stuff. Um, but it was such a good experience because I felt like Rashad delivered what, you know, what I expected that he would deliver. And uh, my posing coach, you know, I, I would say to her, I'm like, I feel like we are spirit animals. It was like, it's just something about her. She has a really good spirit. And um, she was able to share some things with me throughout her journey as well. So it was like I had these two different perspectives, you know, to kind of feed my curiosity and things um, that I was learning. And I, I remember talking to my cousin and I said, you know, I feel like I'm doing my best. And my cousin was like, if you questioning that, you probably not. You know, so um, for me, it was, you know, I should really never. Hit his expectation because his expectation should always be higher than mine.
2: Got you. Got you. Now it's time for the segment. Wouldn't you like to know? So Ivy, what book are you currently reading? I am currently reading no book.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No book. No book.
2: (laughs) All right. Are you listening to any books?
0: Uh, no, I'm going to the gym. That's the only thing okay. I for right. right now.
2: Okay. I got it. <laughs> I got it. So when you go to the gym, are you, do you listen to music? Mm hmm. Got yeah. it. Got it. And, okay.
0: And my, uh, current playlist right now is the fat Joe mix. <laughs> okay.
2: All right. What about you, Rashad? Do you have a favorite book or are you reading a, a, a book right now?
1: Well, I have a uh, two-year-old, and uh, she's in the potty training uh, world right now. So I'm reading a book called uh, Potty Train by Elmo. So that's the book I'm reading right now.
2: <laughs> that's funny. Okay. All right. All right. So, okay, Rashad, back to you. What is one thing you want to get off your chest?
1: Ooh. Um, partnerships and business. That's one thing I want to get off my chest. Make sure you do your research on who your partners are when you, in regards to going to business, whether it's any business, whether it's open for gym, whether it's a car, a car lot, whatever the case is, do your research before uh, you get a partner. Yeah, that
2: that's good advice. That's always good advice. What about you Ivy? Um, What is one thing you want to get off your chest? Uh, One thing I want to get off my chest. We'll see how this goes.
0: So I'm currently in another competition to try to get the cover of muscle and fitness hers. Oh, Uh, girl, better go ahead. (laughs) So okay. if you go to my social media, C underscore B-E-L-A-F-O-N-T-E, uh, there's a link in my bio. Um, but it is it requires votes um, to keep me in the competition. And then they'll be doing some cutting. So I'm just trying to stay in like the bottom tier so I don't get
2: cut. But it goes got till it. June. So okay. got it. Okay, yeah, and I participated in that. Yeah. And you can vote every day, right? Every day, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, awesome. And what's the motto, Ivy, that you live by?
0: Uh, a motto that I live by is fail fast, fail forward, and learn from what you're failing from. I don't want to be in got a learning it. curve forever. I want to fail fast, tell me what I'm doing wrong so I can improve.
2: Got you, got you. What about you, Rashad?
1: Mind your own fitness, stay in your lane, stay in your own fitness Mm -hmm. journey. Uh, I go by Mr. Mind Your Own Fitness, by the way. Uh, Mm -hmm. But um, I always tell my clients, mind your own fitness, keep the naysayers out of your ear. Yeah. Uh, Stay in your own lane and focus on what you want to accomplish. So that's my motto is mind your own fitness. Mm Because a lot of times Instagram really distorts your mind in regards to what working out and what fitness looks like. Yes. so I always tell people sometimes you're not ready to do that exercise you saw on Instagram, you know. So you gotta start where you're at and stay in your own lane until you can get to that point.
2: Right. That mm-hmm. That's a really good one. I'm gonna remember that too, because I've gotten many, many injuries not mm. accepting where I am in my mm-hmm. fitness journey. Mm-hmm. And I keep getting injured. So mm-hmm. But but uh, just look out for me, Rashad, because I, I I might be reaching out to you to to, to get on that I'll nutrition you plan because I am definitely struggling with with this. I've I've gained a couple of pounds. I don't look like I looked five years ago. But part of that is just to, part of that also is being able to accept where you are in life and age is definitely a factor. So I can't yeah. ignore that.
1: And to make the adjustment, yeah, don't you recognize it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Absolutely. All right, guys, thank you. It was such a joy to have you on. Good luck to you, Ivy. I hope to see you you soon on the wood, girl. Yeah, I know. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Ivy and Rashad, for stopping by Positively GAM and talking to me about bodybuilding and what that process looks like. And where can listeners find you on social media, Rashad?
1: At Mr. Mindy on Fitness on Instagram and also at the underscore Hidden Gym.
2: Perfect. And what about you, Ivy?
0: Uh, On Instagram, C underscore B-E-L-A-F-O-N-T-E.
2: Awesome. (laughs) All right. Congratulations. Thanks so much, guys. Thank you. So my one takeaway for today is pretty much what Rashad's motto is, and that is manage your own fitness. Your fitness journey is your own. Pay attention to what your goals are and make your fitness journey work for you. And that's our show for this week of Positively GAM. You can follow me online at Gammy Norris. Help us out by leaving a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and by hitting the follow button on iHeartRadio. Stay fit, y'all. Positively GAM is produced by Red Table Talk Podcast and iHeartRadio. Executive producers are Adrian Banfield-Norris, Valen Jethro, and Jada Pinkett-Smith. Our audio engineer is Calvin Bailiff. And our associate producer is Irene Bischoffberger. Our theme song is produced by D-Beats.